Hey people, it's Jason. I know, it's a surprise. It's a surprise to you, it's a surprise to me. I wake up every day, still just Jason. Ugh. I know. So, if love is a battlefield and battlefields are par for the course in a war... Um, and as we all know, war, huh, good God, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. So knowing these things of love that we were all taught in elementary school, is love even worth it? Can we balance the ecstasy of love's highs alongside the crushing defeats at the hands of an enemy on the field of the aforementioned love trenches? Well, I suppose it all depends on the fortitude of one's constitution. Also on that exact same one's ability to find the lesson in every previous defeat. Also, um, just how fucking tired of jacking off you are. Anyone can be willing to take the plunge into the deep unknown of a new fling, but I believe it takes a certain, how do you say, uh, insanity to throw your cards on the table and say, fuck this, sir! I believe this right here shall be my life now. How else could we allow what only has to be a chemical imbalance to so effortlessly change the intended path of our future's history? I say, fuck it. Go for it. We only live once. Don't just wait around ankle deep. Hold your nose, clench your cheeks, and do your best impersonation of the fat kid from the sandlot screaming about and doing as sweet of a fucking cannonball as you can. I say all this because there are those out there that haven't got the choices you have. The same way your mother made you fat by telling you to finish the whole bowl of lobster bisque nestled betwixt your ample young boy bosom because there were much less fortunate children out there that would kill for such a thing. I mean, like, literally fucking kill. They have poor fuckers like 18th century and, to be frank and truthful, every century before and likely many after, royalty that were married away at 14 and 15. Read a fucking book, people. This is our history. So diddle all the love that you can whilst you're able. Because there are poor, super-rich, God-become-men out there forced into loveless marriages, which then in turn forces them into lurid love affairs with lowly ladies of the common caste, only to produce scandal and bastards who'll know naught but hateful glances while learning every word and phrase for, Your mother's a dirty whore. Those poor royals. Don't you feel bad for not taking life by the horns and fucking in that gross downtown punk club bathroom that one time now? Don't you? You prick. Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. Then the world turn it inside out and float it around in ecstasy. again how does that keep happening uh well you know because the download number keeps going up i guess oh man it's just my ego was huge to begin with now ugh, you people stroke so good they stroke so good hey sweden oh yeah 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 you mentioned that earlier today that that's pretty slick 
And you know what, too? It's like only a couple episodes after you meant we mentioned the black metal shit. So, uh, yeah. Hi, Sweden. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, welcome to another episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. UFOs, conspiracies, dog barks, and murders. That's right. You guys are going to get to hear my wonderful 16-year-old dog, Sabbath, barking his ass off because he's angry at me because I've got pussy in the room. You do. Mm. You do foreign pussy at that. Mmm. You know? It's a cat, people. Yeah, it's 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 a cat. I was about to make a, a full bush joke, but you've ruined it. Yeah, I know you were. That's why. That's why I stopped it. So, Fine. my Get name my is cool Jason. Pussy. Anyway, oh, yeah, that's me. My name is Jason. Like, <laughs> my name is Jason Rambo. <laughs> oh yes, uh, I'm Chris Marius, as per usual. And, yeah, uh, I you, prefer you guys, mine bald. All my tacos. I, that's because you are a pedophile. Don't get me wrong, I don't discriminate, but I prefer not to have to eat around an entire pack of wolves. I just don't like getting hair in my teeth. You know, I mean, you make do if you gotta make do, but if, if I have a preference. So, Chris. Yes. Do you want to know what Good today's sir. episode's about? You know I do, girl. Okay, I told you that it's in France, right? Uh, you mentioned it, and I've had a fucking wacky week and weekend. Well, the week just started, really, for us, but <laughs> today was yeah. garbage. Yeah, we've uh, we've both had uh, just a, a weird, weird couple days. Really, really weird. And We're not going to get into any of it, really, because then we'll just talk about that forever. Yeah, so, no, let's not. So let me just go ahead with to celebrate the wedding of let's see how do how do we say this uh Dauphin Louis to the to the young archduchess Marie Antoinette oh. a firework display was given on the Palace de la Concorde unfortunately it ended in tragedy tragedy you say we are talking about the worst fireworks accident in history. What? The one that conservatively ended the lives of over 300 French people and unconservatively nearing more 3,000. Whoa. I did not hear about this. Uh, I've been true. All at the wedding celebration of Marie Antoinette. Holy shit. Wow. So This is definitely something they do not teach you in school. No, I never heard about this. This is crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. And uh, terrible, but kind of funny in like a ha-ha kind of way. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to start the show by uh, reading. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a little uh, excerpt from uh, a biography of Marie Antoinette by a guy named Charles Duke Young. Hmm. And he, he recalls the accident and how the royal couple tried to help the victims. So, little as was the goodwill which subsided between Louis XV and the Parisians, 
The civic authorities thought their own credit at stake in doing appropriate honor to an occasion so important as the marriage of the heir to the monarchy. And on the 30th of May, they closed a succession of balls and banquets by a display of fireworks, in which the ingenuity of the most celebrated artists had been exhausted to outshine all previous displays of the sort. Three sides of the Palace de Louis XV were filled up with pyramids and colonnades. Here, Dauphin darted out many colored flames from their ever-open mouths. Dolphins, sorry, it's spelled the same fucking way. Hmm. Ugh. There, rivers of fire poured forth cascades spangled with all the variegated brilliancy (laughs) with which the chemist's art can embellish the work of the the pyrotechnist. The center was occupied with a gorgeous temple of Hymen, which is, that sounds like fun, right? That's gross. Mm -hmm. Which seemed to lean for support on the well-known statue of the king in front of which it was constructed. I used to and go which to high was school with a girl whose last name was Hyman, and um, yeah, she was really nice, but it it took everything I had every day. <laughs> and that just proves that you're just a good person, Chris. Yeah, that I you try. wouldn't, you couldn't let it get to you. Yeah, you, you wouldn't know it just by looking mm, at me. And for, with it's first just glance. smoke coming out of your ears, and like, oh, it's just you wanted to I so really bad. Did. I really, oh, I, did. I know, I know the feeling. Right on her so, forehead. So this, this temple of Hymen was uh, leaning for support on the well-known statue of the king in front of which it was constructed, uh-huh, and which uh-huh. was, as it were, to be carried up to the skies above by 3,000 rockets and fireballs into which it was intended to dissolve. Holy the God. whole square was packed with spectators, the pedestrians in front, the carriages in the rear, when one of the explosions set fire to a por- portion of the platforms on which the different figures had been constructed. At first, the increase of the blaze was regarded only as an ingenious surprise on the part, part of the artist. But soon, it became clear that the conflagration was undesigned and real. Panic succeeded to delight. Wow. And the terror-stricken crowd, seeing themselves surrounded with flames, began to make frantic efforts to escape from the danger. But there was only one side of the square unclosed, and that was blocked up by carriages. The uproar and the glare made the horses unmanageable, and in a few moments, the whole mass, human beings and animals, was mingled in helpless confusion, making flight impossible by their very eagerness to fly, and trampling one another underfoot in bewildered misery. Of those who did succeed in extricating themselves from the square, half made their way to the road which runs along the bank of the river, and found that they had only exchanged one danger for another, which, through of an opposite character, was equally destructive. Still overwhelmed with terror, though... The uh, first peril was over. The fugitives pushed one another into the stream, in which great numbers were drowned. The number of the killed could never be accurately ascertained, but no calculation estimated the number of those who perished at less than 600. Wow. While those who were grievously injured were at least as many more. The dolphin and dolphiness were deeply shocked by disaster so painful at, at variance with their own happiness, which in one sense, has ca- had caused it. Uh, their first thought was, as far as they might be able to, uh, to mitigate it. Most of the victims were of the poorer class, uh, oh. the grief of whose surviving relatives was, in many instances, aggravated by the loss of the means of livelihood which the laborers of those who had been cut off had hitherto supplied. And to give temporary succor to this distress, uh, the Dauphin and Dauphiness at once drew out from their royal treasury the sums allowed to them for their private expenses for the month 
and sent the money to the municipal authorities to be applied to the relief of the sufferers. Yeah, that was nice of them. But Marie Antoinette did more. She felt that to give money was only but cold benevolence. And she made personal visits to many of the families which had been most grievously affected, showing the sincerity of her sympathy by the touching kindness of her language and by the tears which she mingled with those of the widow and the orphan. So, that is the basis of our story today, is how did this, what's supposed to be this jubilant celebration for these two very young <laughs> new uh, bride and husband, how, they, uh, how it all went so goddamn wrong. And uh, as you heard, like at the beginning, I said, you know, it, some say it was three something and some say it was 3000 something. And what I just read said that it was probably 600 something and Good even Lord. more, you know, <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's a mess. It is a mess. Sounded <laughs> pretty gruesome. Tramplings so, and. Uh, tramplings and drownings and uh, being uh, burned alive, um, uh, suffocation. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> it was so bad, Chris. That it sounds so awful. Bad. But, um, but possibly uh, a lovely thing as well because of all the fireworks going on. Oh yeah, no. If, if you were standing far enough away, I it's just it was quite oof. a spectacle. And now, uh, one <clears throat> the uh, the Atlas Obscura page on this story has a uh, a print of uh, a, a picture of that night, and uh, oh man, it it just looks like a uh, you know like a, one of those columned uh, hotels downtown here, just engulfed in spark and flame, and people in red and blue coats just staring from the other side of a. A river, and oh, it's it's ominous, man. Hee oh. <laughs> So, our story begins on May thirtieth, seventeen seventy. Chris, you're yes, the math sir. whiz. How long ago was that? Uh, let's see. Uh, two thirty, two forty-seven. Two hundred and forty-seven years ago. That, <clears throat> hmm, that's a that's that's a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that. I mean, it's more than six, so a lot a lot can happen. Okay, okay, good. In that time, good. Yeah, like uh, like uh, people are still uh, injured in mass by fireworks every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, uh, lots lots have changed. Um, but the thing about uh, this, you know, certain fireworks accident is uh, most of the injuries and deaths, um, they weren't caused by fire or direct injuries from the fireworks. Like, some were, but uh, most people uh, crushed. Most people were crushed. (laughs) Um, That's awful. Yeah, uh, this, uh, what's his name here? Uh, This author, Henry Sutherland, uh, wrote a uh, history of Paris in 1893, and he says about it, uh, all was going well when suddenly a gust of wind blew down among the crowd some rockets only partially exploded. Fireworks, like so many inventions of Italian origin, were still, to the masses of the French public, a comparative novelty. 
And this, together with the positive inconvenience and even danger of a fall of blazing missiles in the midst of thousands of excited and closely packed spectators, was quite enough for an account of the terrible confusion, resulting in many hundreds of fatal accidents, which now ensued. So, this thing falls, and and, and it's that uh, the Tower of Hymen, or whatever, that we were uh, laughing about before. That's, that's the catalyst, really, is uh, one of the rockets that was supposed to, I guess, propel that into, I don't know, orbit? Right. Fuck, I don't know. Uh, fell. And uh, just just imagine that. You're, it's, it's horse and buggy days. Just like everything in its path. Yeah, the horse and buggy days, you're standing way too close to these explosions that some weird Italian brothers made. Yeah, because you and don't fucking know any better. Exactly. So when one of these giant explosion tubes falls over and points at you, you're like, ooh, what a show. Let me uh, open my mouth and get ready. That's right. There's ice cream in these, right? That's what this is? Holy it's, shit. This is the ice cream social. Am I? This is the right day for the ice cream social? No. See, <sighs> I don't know that I trust it if the, Jap- if the Chinese didn't make it, you know. Mm. Especially well, not back then. Well, you know... Uh, like they were the inventors. I mean... They were. That doesn't mean they were any safer with it, I guess. I didn't say that was the case. But uh, they have been using <laughs> them for quite a bit longer than the rest of the world. So as people started freaking out, uh, there was a rush toward the Rue Royale, um, which is a uh, like a little tiny narrow street. <laughs> Can I just um, point out real quick how mu- how how uh, similar to uh, a death clock show that sounds? Right? Like that huh. description sounds very very similar to Just like people's melting faces everywhere yeah. and drowning and then like crocodiles come out of the water and then yeah. people are electrocuted trying to climb some fences or something even though electricity hadn't been invented yet. See? Yeah, I mean are there any hallucinogenic drugs in this story? Um we can totally say that there are. Awesome. That, right. That's the only thing that can make it better. <laughs> so uh, they, they're running toward this narrow street, and they're all just running over each other. Now, okay, this is what is fucking insane, is the official government death toll was listed as 133. Jeez Louise, that's still a, a lot. A hundred... Yeah, that's well. No, see, that's the thing, <clears throat> is that 133 still makes this the worst fireworks accident in the history of fireworks. What? Yes. I don't know, man. It's a lot of Chinese people, and they probably didn't <laughs> report. Okay. Most this, things that have 133 happened. makes it the worst fireworks accident on record. Like you in don't history. even put a dent on a Chinese village for knocking off 133. Okay, well, so does, uh, <clears throat> does... It sounds really fucked up, but it, just, it's, it is just to say that there's a lot of them. <laughs> okay, well, well, how about this? Uh, so, Gilgananis, uh, Gilgananis, 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 something like that. Uh, that New Paris like Guide, or, <laughs> New Paris Guide, or Stranger's Companion Through the French Metropolis, which was published in 1839 lists the death toll as 3,000, which is uh, also repeated in the 1917 New International Encyclopedia's entry for Palace de Concorde. I mean, I don't know if that says, you know, 
if that's supposed to say that they really have no fucking clue, or if that's supposed to say that some people really did have a lot more information <laughs> than others. Because uh, from 133 to 3,000, that's a huge gap. Yeah, <clears throat> well, I, I think uh, some of that much, much, much larger number comes from deaths that were caused by but didn't happen the night of kind of deal. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, you know, because I'm sure there was a lot of that. Maybe not that much, but who knows. So um, <clears throat> so let's talk about the uh, uh, Raguri brothers for a minute here. Why not? Um, all of... Uh, Louis the Fifteenth's displays, uh, fireworks displays, were created by their, by his official pyrotechnicians, which were the uh, Raguri brothers, hmm. who uh, their fireworks company is still in operation today. Holy um, shit! They pioneered uh, most of what we see in modern fireworks displays, uh, which are like unique shapes, and uh, they they introduced the quick match fuse to light multiple rockets at once. Um, but, you know, they did uh, cause the uh, worst fireworks disaster in uh, history. <laughs> in, in, in terms of death, like, let's be fair, in terms of death, I'm sure it was still quite the sight to behold. Oh, well, um, well if, there's a, if there's another disaster without the death, but more, like, property damage... Oh, they had that, that like, was it like a Mexican uh, fireworks factory that blew up, like, last year or the year before, and it was like an atomic fucking bomb went off? What? Dude, you need to see video of that shit. Like, yes, the I entire do. fucking place vaporized in oh, seconds. Yeah, it It blew out car and house windows for miles. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do some, some looking to find video of that or the actual thing, because that... Because I was originally, I don't know why I started thinking, hmm, I wonder how many uh, people fireworks killed at once. <laughs> but then I saw this and I was like, hmm, that's uh, something I certainly had never heard of. So, so yeah. So, anyway, the, these, these fucking uh, Raguri brothers, um, they don't seem to have gotten much blame for the tragedy. Um, it... This this book published in 1854 uh, claims that the Parisians held Armand Jerome Bignon. Uh, I'm my last name is French. I'm having problems with these fucking names. Well, my last name is French, to, and I live in goddamn New Orleans, where every goddamn to, street is French. Yeah, make mention of how you said something about uh, in the first oh. episode having to pronounce French things. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but I mean, this is like uh, these have all kinds of little accent lines above the above the letters and stuff. It. I'm like, I, I don't it. know what that means. Fucking ridiculous. I didn't, ugh. Anyway, so this dude Armand Jerome, <laughs> uh, he uh, he was the uh, Prévost de Marchands de Paris, which is uh, a position akin to a city manager, apparently. Okay. Um, so Parisians were like that dude. He's the one. Fuck him. Fuck that so, guy. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> they uh, they blamed him uh, for uh, with the the tragedy, basically. Um, which, um, see, now th- there's so many numbers here, man. That now it's saying resulted in over 300 deaths. Um, it's just it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, um, 
the big numbers. <laughs> Can I imagine so, uh, the cleanup? The dude that wrote the, the biography that, that claims this, uh, Louis Gabriel Michaud, um, he had, uh, there's, here's a little English translation of uh, the part about the city manager. The Parisians hardly expected that Bignon was would would be punished, but there were but they were disgusted to see him in his box at the opera three nights after the incident, and some just appalled. Yes, uh, some went on to make an anagram of his name, Ebi non rent, Demna Giro. I do no good, I do no harm. Huh. Um, which some clever sons of bitches. Hate too much, too much time on their hands. Yeah, too much, well, they should be cleaning you know, up firework tragedy bodies. Come on now. You know, I'm trying to picture this too, and I'm like, you know, I've seen it much like you, our whole damn lives have seen the aftermath of some Mardi Gras, and but can you imagine if there were like, I don't know, let's say a third of those people never went home because they were now fucking dead in the street, blown up, by bloody bodies. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of think of that every single day of my life, Chris. And mm. I smile to myself, and I say, self, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. And people like you. No, I don't think they do, actually. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to lie to myself anymore. <laughs> so, um, in fact... After the uh, 1770 accident, um, Riguri discovered that the chemical combinations that would create fireworks of different colors, uh, extending fireworks popularity in Europe and cementing the Riguri's crucial role in development of modern fireworks displays. So now we are just jumping because, uh, once again, these are this is my note doing, man. I read through stuff a bunch, and then I uh, pull up the stuff I read and I uh, paraphrase, you know? Well, not paraphrase, I remember things and then i look for dates mm-hmm. and then i i usually mm-hmm. say the wrong date for the wrong thing mm-hmm. um and then i try to fix it later um i rarely do though um well it's hmm. a good thing we're not claiming to be actual journalists or <clears throat> you know uh creative writer or anything of the sort uh because yeah oh no no absolutely not that's uh I mean that's about as far as uh, as I want to be from anything, because uh, you know, because then <clears throat> I don't know you're you're held to standards, and uh, and you know you have to you have to have integrity. Who wants to go through all that bullshit? No, yeah, no. It's just I'm not no. doing it. Look, I, I I found something neat on the internet. I read about it, and now I'm I'm, I'm letting you know about it. Uh, you know, as best I can. That's right. The only time I wear a tie, goddammit, is when I'm choking myself while I masturbate in a truck. Otherwise, no, I'm not putting mm. a tie on for you or nobody. Do you Do you really do that? No, of course not. Oh, okay. I mean, not that I have a problem with it. I just like I I don't hmm, I don't see the uh, I don't see the appeal. I, don't I guess. Either. Is it like the um? I mean. I do know that, hey, this is uh, pretty on point for today, that the French uh, call uh, an orgasm the little death. So I'm wondering if um, coming closer to the real death helps the little death be better? Weird. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's a mystery. 
No, it's not, Chris. I need you to try that out tonight for me. Oh, and, uh, shit. Uh, you know, what? I'm not going to have the time after we finish this podcast. I'm going to have to go to bed. Oh, is it? Is it like super late or something? Dude, it's like 11 already. Oh, shit. Okay, well, look. Um, well, that's... Yeah, it's partially I mean, my fault, too. I mean, I'm not, you know... I'm well, no, that's okay. Shit. We... We can actually uh, we can make this a quickie because this was quick and fun, and maybe we'll uh, record uh, you know another little kind of episode uh, to put out this week. You know, make it fun, uh, make it fun and interesting. I do sure. I do want to go through because that that is mostly. I mean, that's kind of it. These Italian brothers made these fireworks and set them up poorly, and had too many of them. <laughs> set them up poorly, or they and, hired uh, dumb fucks to do it. And- well, that is certainly the more likely <laughs> of the scenarios because uh you know the french but um uh, i know it just makes you sick doesn't it so, fucking tired, <laughs> so i mean and so it was this big huge celebration and uh you know that's what people get for you know fucking god worshiping royalty they're just fucking people with way more money than you'll ever have oh, so. aren't most of them inbred like a motherfucker too i mean these two were, uh, you know, they were teenagers that were married off to each other, basically. So oh, okay. it was kind of a, a different deal. But, you know, and, and let's let's talk just a little bit about uh, about the marriage of uh, Marie Antoinette to uh, the uh, Louis Dauphin. Wasn't she um, the one who liked cake and stuff? That is not, I mean, the, I mean, the first time. That's the first what I time learned that, from Bill and Ted's Excellent right. Adventure. And that is all the history you'll ever need. I mean, I'll tell you that now. Yeah. But I will say that the whole let them eat cake thing wasn't even written about for the first time for a hundred years after. Uh, so really, no one knows if she ever actually said that shit. Mm. But mm. it's unlikely because she was such an awesome person. But uh, it also, if it was said, it most likely wasn't intended to be taken the way that people take it okay like not like oh i'm so rich and i eat cake all the time why don't they just eat all the cake that's not what she was was saying uh, anyway um (laughs) that seems more likely now now after saying how much help that she gave oh she was actually blowing up in her backyard (laughs) ridiculously good fucking person um she was uh, the daughter of an Austrian Archduchess, uh, Maria Teresa, and Hol- Holy Roman Emperor Francis I. Holy bejeebies. Um, indeed. Uh, France hoped that her marriage to uh, Dauphin would strengthen its alliance with Austria, um, who they fucking hated each other's guts for like a long time. Um, so in 1774, uh, King Louis XV died. Uh, Louis... And Marie were crowned king and queen. Uh, they weren't very good with uh, the financial problems that mm. uh, Louis the Fifteenth left them. Um, then the queen fell under, you know, harsh criticism for living in extravagance, um, and she was just all about Austria still. Um, so, you know, people were like, "Hey, you're like our our queen now, and we're French." Um, maybe, uh, hmm, you know, like, be cool about France and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but have you heard about Austria? They're a bunch of white pricks. Oh, wait, so are the French. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> God, we, we hate well Europe so much. 
<laughs> Stupid Europe's. Um, so uh, the French Revolution happens. Uh, Marie and Louis, uh, they didn't listen to the advice of the, the constitutional monarchists who sought to reform the monarchy. Um, and then by 1791, uh, opposition to them had become so crazy that they were forced uh, to try to escape to Austria. But during the trip, they were apprehended by revolutionary forces in Varennes, hey. France, and carried back to Paris. I like to imagine them, like, curled up in little sacks and just, like, tossed over the shoulder and just, like, you know, two guys walking down the street whistling, carrying these burlap sacks filled with royalty. Yeah. That just, the that gives me makes like a, sense. Yeah, it just gives me a warm feeling. The sack just makes a, just, sense. You remember, because like we said you, you, in the previous episode, you can't, you can't drag them by the feet. And, it, yeah, no. you know, now that I'm thinking about it, just for clarification's sake, um, when you say reform the monarchy, are you referring to just like, uh, you know, making her do a bunch of squats to get a bigger butt, or are we talking about... I mean, that's, that's what I imagine, yes. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what the revolution was about, Chris. Like trying Pay to get her to just, like, to just cook naked underneath just an apron and stuff I mean she was played by Kirsten Dunst so yeah yeah uh, that, that'd be worth that'd be worth a good oh. breakfast oh man yeah. would it ever I'm down right. wouldn't kick her out of bed for having snaggle teeth <laughs> so um <laughs> especially if that that bring it on cheerleader outfit is chilling on the floor oh no man I need her in her Marie Antoinette do that's it's all it's all or nothing with me yeah those wigs those wigs just 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 soften (laughs) me right up it's so good it just melt um so uh louis was forced to accept the constitution of 1791 which uh made him just a figurehead which means hey you don't get to run a country anymore dick and he was like okay you fucked it up dude you fucked it up oh oh they did but then this is where it gets juicy Hmm. In August, in August of 1792, they were arrested by the Sans. Let me get this correct: Sans culottes, and imprisoned. And in September, the monarchy was abolished completely. Um, Sans culottes sounds like um, like a frozen beverage you might find on the boardwalk, or I think it sounds like really expensive chick pants. Sans culottes. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. And, like, there's just a really pushy guy that works in the store that's like, have you tried the sans culottes? <laughs> oh, my God. I need a pair of culottes so bad. <laughs> no, we go sans culottes. Sans culottes. Yes. <laughs> so um, the monarchy was uh, abolished. Uh, and then in November, evidence of Louis's counter-revolutionary uh, intrigues with Austria and other foreign nations was discovered, and he was put on trial for treason. Uh, the, fo- the following January, uh, Louis was convicted and condemned to death by Ooh. a na- <coughs> by, wow, wow. by a narrow majority. Uh, on January twenty first, he walked steadfastly to the guillotine and was executed. Cha-cha. Then, nine months later, Marie Antoinette was convicted of treason by tribunal, and on October sixteenth, she followed her husband to the guillotine but she did have tight buns so super tight buns that's the only thing that saved her for as long as it did yes is the buns were grade a 
Now, do you think that just by uh, uh, sheer reaction, um, <clears throat> you know, because you, you're not generally facing the blade as it's coming down on you so that it severs the spine first. Um, yeah, I don't think you ever were, really. I think that's the, yeah, the intended purpose. Yeah, That would just be cruel. Yeah. Um, I mean, but you'd still have to hear that fucking pin pull and that even if it just takes fractions of a second for that blade to drop. Oh, I mean, it's, it's terrifying. Mm. But what I'm wondering, though, is, is is there some... Do you think that there's a reaction once that blade hits just before the spine is, like, completely severed that, like, the butthole, like, tightens up real hard? Oh, no, hard? no. No, poop just goes everywhere, like, instantly. Really? That's Oh, that's what death is, is the release of all your everythings. Yeah. Damn, I figured it'd be, like, the ultimate pucker just before it released. Oh, no. Unless it, like, real... I mean, I'm sure you're puckered pretty good real quick. I don't know why that fascinates me, but... Because you're a a horrible human being that's disgusting and gross. (laughs) Uh, Don't spread it around. So, Chris, how'd you like our first little uh, mini-episode? Mini-episode. It was... was very entertaining and it was it was neat learning that this shit happens because like i know about marie antoinette and fucking uh, louis defon but i didn't know that this shit happened at their wedding celebration no and you're the history guy too so i i learned all of this today all i knew was awesome. her name i, I don't uh, yeah i've never gotten into history like that because it was never fun like this is this shit was fun I like that. That that was a good story, and it's cool to know that that you know the one of those companies that's that fucking old is still operating. Just like when you when you hear like you see that what the hell was that movie? Um, now you see me when they were talking about the the oldest magic store. Oh yeah 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 like the China. oldest magic yeah yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean that's that that's a movie though. You know I mean you realize that um. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt if the oldest fucking fireworks store is still open in China too. I don't know. Yeah, it's exists, it's but. just like a like an armless, legless dude sitting on a mat on some street corner. Buy <laughs> 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 my fireworks, he says with no teeth. Oh Jesus! Brickleberry All right, Chris. Joe. It's uh, it's getting late for you. I mean, it's only ten o'clock for me. You fucking puss. Fucking so um, central but time hooker. This just means that. Uh, you need to find a neat little quick subject that we can hook on to this episode's week. And you need to find that shit quick. Yeah, I do. And it's, uh, I would like it to kind of follow some kind of suit, like some kind of weirdness. Um, Ooh, you should like, uh, I don't know, find out some more weird shit about, uh, uh, you know, monarchies or, um, I mean, fireworks are kind of dead now. Let's, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm spitballing here, you know? All right, I'll think of something interesting. You just listened to a very cute little episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. UFOs, conspiracies, explosions, and murder. And tramplings and drownings and scared horses. Everywhere. Let them eat cake. And the smell of singed testicle hair. Oh, so much Parisian testicle hair. Oh. Ugh. Oh, it just smelled like, Ugh. like, like 
burning dogs. I wonder oh. if they lit up faster too from wearing all that fucking perfume. Oh, I'm sure that's just alcohol. It's just it's just smelly alcohol, man. Just, just goddamn wicker men. Mm. <laughs> all right, Chris, you have a beautiful night's sleep, and I will talk to you in the AM, sir. Thank you, good sir. Until you ready for countdown? Time. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah, yeah he's been Chris, and I've been Jason, <clears throat> and. Next week we'll switch and I'll be Chris and he'll be Jason. Oh, that'll be fun. I don't think I can write the opening column though. I'm terrible. That that's okay. I wouldn't let you anyway. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hey. Hey.